This is the Group Fitness Life Podcast, Episode 3. Hey everybody, welcome to the Group Fitness Life Podcast, the number one resource for all things group fitness related and a place to get to know some of the incredible individuals who make up this community. To find out more about Group Fitness Life and to take advantage of all the resources we provide, go to groupfitnesslife.com. I hope you enjoy this interview with Kimberly Glick. Well, Kimberly, thank you so much for joining me today as we talk a little bit about your group fitness life. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for having me. Oh, of course, of course. So I want to get started by just sharing a little bit about some of the things that you've done in your career. So, Kimberly, to me, of course, you are a mentor and a leader and a friend, but I want to share with our listeners some of the titles that you've had and, and, and just a little bit more about you. So, you are a member of the IDEA Program Director Committee. You are the IDEA Program Director of the Year for 2015. You're one of Exercise TV's star trainers. You are the <laughs> co-creator of the Five Star Development Training, which is exclusive to Lifetime. You are the co-producer and the Senior Program Director of Empower Fitness Events. You are the former Senior National Director of Group Fitness Yoga and Indoor Cycle for Lifetime. You're an international presenter, a motivational speaker, a continuing education provider. You are the founder of Karma Warriors. And one of my favorites, you're the creator of Strike Kickboxing. (laughs) And now suddenly I am very tired. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was exhausting getting through that list. (laughs) That's a lot that you've done. Do you think I left anything out? It was really nice chatting with you. (laughs) And we're done. (laughs) And we're done. (laughs) Um, Gosh, I... Oh, man. Um, Group fitness instructor, yoga teacher, my favorite, too. Your favorite, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Those I, are the things I still still love to do that fill my cup every single day. Um, but I think that you you did your research. That is that is quite an extensive list. Um, my favorite role, however, right now is mother of Tyler Michael Glick, our four year old. Mom of Ty, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> now, does Tyler have a favorite class right now? Is he into it yet with mom and dad? Well, Tyler has started to take Taekwondo following in mommy's footsteps. Ah. He's having a good time. He's on week four. He got his white belt and he has his green stripe. So he's very excited. Um, and I'm excited for him. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so cool. I bet that's the cutest thing ever. So is he playing around with the fighting sticks yet? Like, do we see future strike instructor or is it too soon for that? I th- I think we definitely have a future strike instructor on our hands. However, we're starting with the pull noodles, you know, those foam noodles, (laughs) as opposed to the weighted body bars. (laughs) I think that's smart. That's a good idea. Yes. Because to a four-year-old, bonking on the head is quite fun, and we don't want to do that with the body bar. No, we try to avoid bonking on the head at all costs in strike kickboxing. It's true. So, Kimberly... Take me back. Tell me how you got started in group fitness. Mm. Oh, if I can remember that far back. Let's <laughs> see. Fresh out of high school, 
Um, so I graduated high school in 1991. I was 18. Uh, I graduated in May, and in September of that year, my parents um, left home. Um, but I told them if they didn't make it out there in the big, bad world, they could always move back. Um, <laughs> but, but in all seriousness, um, I was 18 in September of that year. They moved to Ohio. Um, my father transferred with his job, and I stayed behind in Maryland, just outside of D.C., took on the mortgage of the house, and um, started working my took-us-off. I actually um, forewent my um, scholarship um, that I had at the time and was working three jobs because I, all of a sudden, at age 18, had a mortgage to pay completely by choice because at age 18, much more important to stay with my friends than to move with my family. And um, one of my jobs was um, at the a bank, a nearby bank called the Citizens Bank of Maryland. And uh, I met a beautiful woman sat next to me in the cubicle next to me. I, I worked in cube land with a headset on. I was one of the customer service um, operators. Back then, you had to call to find out if a check cleared, to find out what the balance on your account was. We, we weren't quite yet in the digital age, so... I was the customer service rep that gave you all the information you needed on your account. And this beautiful woman befriended me um, in the cubicle next door named Edna. And at the time, um, I was not healthy. Um, I, did not, um, I did not believe eating was necessary and, and was quite unsure if eating was necessary from about age 12. And here I was, 18. Um, and so I had a, had a pretty long bout with uh, anorexia and bulimia. Um, was not healthy um, physically or uh, mentally and uh, judged myself quite, quite harshly and at the time had lost a great deal of weight and it was pretty clear I wasn't healthy. And, and Edna um, became a bit of a mother figure with my parents having moved away and, and became increasingly concerned and one day out of nowhere asked me if I wanted to take her daughter Brenda's jazzercise class. And at first I said no, and, and then I said no again, and then I said no again, and then I thought, you know, I want to make Edna happy, and, and eventually I said, sure, I'll try it. And it happened to be taking place at the armory down the street where I had learned to roller skate, so I knew right where to go. And uh, I showed up, and she had arranged for me to come take my first class for free, and uh, to say that it was love at first grapevine would be an understatement. However, in the first 60-minute class, I only lasted 19 minutes. And I'll always remember that I lasted 19 minutes because it was one minute longer than the number of years I was. I was 18, mm -hmm. and uh, I lasted 19 minutes. And uh, my, my chest was burning. I was exhausted. I had to sit down. But I sat down and watched the rest of it. I couldn't leave. I was completely glued to the energy in the room. And... Uh, I just fell in love and was determined to come back and try it again. And I couldn't afford to go, uh, but Edna arranged with her daughter for me to become the girl that, that punched the cards as people came in so that I could take the class for free. And within a couple of months, um, my health improved dramatically. It was still a bit of a journey from there, but I very quickly realized that in order to partake in this new foul passion, I had to take better care of myself. I actually had to eat and and treat my body in a better way, mm -hmm. um, or else I just didn't have the energy and, and the ability to do this. And, you know, within a, a couple of months, I was lasting the entire hour. I had the routines memorized, and I didn't miss a class. It was, it was definitely a newfound love for me, and I knew this was going to be a part of my life for the rest of my life. And 
um, it wasn't long before I um, found the courage to sit down with Brenda after class one night because I decided that I wanted to pay it forward, that I wanted to become an instructor too. And back then with Jazzercise, I'm not sure if it's like this now, but you, you kind of needed to go in through an existing Jazzercise instructor. So I sat down with Brenda after class and asked her if she would take me under her wing and become a mentor for me to, to help me learn how to become an instructor. And unfortunately, her response was, you know, Kimberly, you're so sweet, but I'm afraid you just don't have what it takes to be an instructor. And wow. that, that hit, me, hit me pretty hard. And I never went back to her class after that. And, um, but interestingly enough, pivotal moment happened for me a couple weeks later, another pivotal moment. Um, and that, that was, I was in a pretty bad car accident and, uh, I had just moved into a new apartment. Um, I had, we had sold the house and moved into a new apartment and, um, I was T-boned and my car was totaled and some muscles throughout my back were ripped and I was in physical therapy four days a week, wasn't able to go to work for a few weeks. And, um, I had a lot of quiet time because in this new apartment, we didn't have a phone yet. We didn't have a TV. I didn't even have a bed yet. So I kind of laid on the couch until a friend would come pick me up for physical therapy. And it was the most impactful thing that could have happened to me. And one of the things that I'm most grateful for, because I had no choice but to spend time with myself mm. and to, to take that internal journey. And you've probably heard before, you know, be still and hear that quiet voice. Mm-hmm. And I was still <laughs> for, for a good part of, of many days. And I heard the voice and that voice was, you're meant to be in this industry. Maybe you'll never teach aerobics as we called it back then. Maybe you'll never teach jazzercise. Maybe you'll never teach aerobics and that's okay. You can still help people the way this has helped you. Mm. So as soon as I got back on my feet, I quit the bank and I got a job at the local Bally's in Greenbelt, Maryland, and I was swiping membership cards at the front desk while I earned my personal training certification. And then I started doing orientations and training clients, but I was still taking classes at least one every day. Most days I was taking two classes a day and still madly in love with aerobics. And one day out of nowhere, on a Friday evening, Lori, the aerobics coordinator, called me and asked me to jump in and sub the high-low class the next morning for Jackie, one of our top instructors. And I immediately said, oh, no. I was like, Lori, I'm sorry, I can't help you. And she's like, well, you're a personal trainer. You take classes all the time. I see you in classes every day you know, you could jump in and teach it. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't. I'd love to be able to help you out, but I, I just can't do it. And she's like, well, why can't you? Are you not going to class tomorrow? You go every Saturday. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to class. I just can't teach it for you. And she said, well, why not? And then the words crossed my lips that as soon as I said them, I realized they weren't my words. I said to her, well, Lori, I'm really sorry, but I just don't have what it takes to be an instructor. Mm. And as soon as I said those words, I realized those were the words that were said to me and I had let them become my truth. And so that was another pivotal moment for me because I could decide to let the fear of it stop me from doing something that I knew deep down in my heart, the voice was telling me that I was meant to do, or I could take the leap of faith, see how it goes and uh, move beyond the fear, have the courage to move beyond the fear And um, luckily, I am a people pleaser, so 
um, eventually she wore me down and I said, okay, fine, Lori, I will, I will jump in and teach tomorrow. I'll do the best that I can, but you have to promise you will never ask me to do this again. And of course, you know, desperate coordinator, she's like, okay, yeah, fine. <laughs> so the next morning I went in, I, uh, went into the office and I accidentally grabbed a step cassette tape because we taught with cassette tapes back then. Whoa. I uh, put the step tape in, oops, started teaching a high-low class at 126 <laughs> beats, per, beats per minute, <laughs> which was not a strong start. Um, but I quickly, I quickly realized the error of my ways and I grabbed the right tape and uh, put it in and I just did, you know, some of the routines that I, I knew, like the back of my hand and, um, Long story short, that actually ended up becoming my class. We had 50 to 60 people in it every um, Saturday morning, and they took on more classes, started teaching more places, and within a couple of years, um, my full-time um, job was, I was still personal training clients, but I was teaching um, probably 20 classes a week wow. and loving every single solitary second of it. <laughs> That's how I got started. I That's... would say in a nutshell. That was the long story, but that's all. Oh, it was a it was a big nutshell. That's okay. That's okay. Um, wow, what would have happened if you had internalized and kept that message that you weren't meant to be an instructor, that you didn't have what it takes? Yeah, you know, I I, I look back on that moment and I I thank God every day that I was brave enough to um to feel the fear and move forward anyway, which is what courage is all about. Because I think that we all throughout our lives are faced with the feeling of not being good enough. Mm. And, um, yeah, it would have, it would have changed the course of my life. And I cannot imagine, um, not having lived the last 25 years that I've been so blessed to live as, as an aerobics. And then as we've, we've transformed to group fitness <laughs> becoming a group fitness instructor and, and having all of the amazing um, experiences and relationships that I've had based on doing what I do. It's been amazing. Well, I want to go from your very humble beginnings, um, teaching high, low to 126 beats per minute. I want to fast forward to that. <laughs> we can just forget about that. Just, okay. We'll forget about that. We'll pretend that didn't happen. And I, I just yeah, want to share with you where I first heard of Kimberly Spreen, taking you back to... Oh, I don't to, know this story. Yeah. This is uh, where I first found out about you. So back uh -oh. when I started, I went to my first group fitness convention. I attended SCW Mania Dallas in, in Texas mm -hmm. about 11 years ago. And I signed up as a staff assistant and had an incredible time. That was such a wonderful experience for me, just getting a taste of what this group fitness thing was all about. One of the benefits of being a staff assistant for the Mania events is that we got a free video. We could go to their booth and choose any video that we wanted. So guess whose video I selected? Awesome. This super cute What's girl. Exactly. Um, it was a kickboxing. <laughs> it was a cardio kickboxing video taught by, and I say video, it was not a VHS. It was a DVD. Oh, okay. Okay. 
but it was, it was cardio kickboxing. Um, and so then a couple of years later, that was actually the first time I even heard about Lifetime because Lifetime was a sponsor, I think at the time. And we got, um, mm-hmm. staff assistants got free t-shirts that said Lifetime Fitness on it. And I was like, huh, I've never heard of Lifetime Fitness. What is this? Um, so fast forward several years later when I did be Again, teaching for lifetime, and I became a group fitness department head, and I learned that this Kimberly Spreen was the national group fitness director, and I thought that was so cool that I got to work with the star of this kickboxing video that I had learned to teach kickboxing from. So, um, wow, yeah, that was really cool. And then, lo and behold, not only were you the national director, you created this format called Strike. And I fell in love. Can you tell us about the strike story? How did you come up with that? (laughs) This is a fun story. So, oh gosh, how many years ago? Um, Many years ago, uh, I was presenting at a conference. And when I had finished, I don't even remember what conference it was or what city I was in. It's uh, for a certain number of years, it's a bit of a blur. Um, But... (laughs) But what an amazing ride. I'm so blessed. But I had just finished teaching a workshop, and the amazing, incomparable Sherry Catlin uh, came up to me after my workshop. And she, if uh, you're not familiar with her, not only is she herself one of the most amazing presenters on the planet, but also at the time was uh, the president of Body Bar. And uh, she came up to me and uh, complimented me on my session and asked if I would be interested in joining the Body Bar Master Trainer Team. And I was completely floored. I, uh, my jaw had to be picked up manually. And, um, and my, my initial response, of course, was like, please, absolutely. I, I'm, honored. I'm honored with the invitation. And then she followed up by saying, okay. She's like, I, I'd be thrilled to have you. And um, here's what I need you to do. I need you to just spend some time with the body bar and come up with a way um, to use the body bar, maybe some exercises to do with the body bar that have never been done before. And the insecurity leaped back into my body as though it were, you know, a close friend that I <laughs> got back in touch with um, because here I am looking at the master trainer team for body bar, which at the time um, consisted of none other than Kelly Roberts and Mindy Milray and Jay Blonick and oh, Rob Glick. Wow. And I'm looking at these amazing presenters who I looked up to and thinking anything and everything that could have been done with the body bar, I'm pretty convinced with this star team has been done. But once again, I, you know, I took a deep breath and followed that deep breath up with a leap of faith. And I said, you know what, Sherry, I am going to do everything I can to come up with something that will make you happy. And, uh, because I would love to be on this team and to have, to have myself associated with those, those amazing presenters would be nothing more than a dream come true. So, um, I, you know, had a body bar at home and I kind of went to work and it basically boiled down to, I had two options. I am, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I am a complete Fred Astaire fanatic. Um, uh. When I was a teenager, oh yeah, when I was a teenager, these were the, the walls of my room. One wall, Michael Jackson. One wall, Ralph Macchio, the Karate Kid, obviously. Obviously. One wall, right, one wall was Prince, and the other wall was, and this was the largest wall by, by 
by any stretch was Fred Astaire. I had eight by 10 glossies and I had covers of old life magazines. I mean, I, and I owned dozens of his movies. I mean, it was just um, a, a tremendous obsession of mine. So I thought, hey, I could use it and create a dance class. And I don't know if you've ever seen, you know, Fred Astaire used to be famous for dancing with different props. And one of them that I loved is he danced with a coat rack. Mm. And I thought, you know, I could, I could make the body bar my coat rack. And I literally started creating a class with, with the body bar as, um, as a, a prop. And, and not, not like a bar dance like, you know, you might imagine, not like pole dancing or anything. But, but uh, it didn't go well for me. Um, oh, so I think I thought, you, you should know, revisit that. I, I think that needs to be a workshop coming up here at Empower soon. So, <laughs> new, new program to be launched in 2017. Um, yeah, I think I think I should to say to say that I did poorly would be giving myself too much credit with that idea. But um, but then I you know I delved into my my toolbox, my experience, and I thought you know the only other thing I really have to offer that hasn't been done with the body bar would be martial arts. And my background is Taekwondo, and um, there, there are different, you know, weapons um, that you can train with in Taekwondo, and one would be the staff or the stick, stick fighting. Um, when I first learned to do it, it was just with a four-foot, one-inch wooden dowel from a local Home Depot, and uh, so relatively weightless and still provides an amazing workout. And I started thinking, well, gosh, if I could implement some movements you know, some of the movements can't really be done exact because you wouldn't want to wouldn't want to throw weight around um, in some of the ways that you would with a staff. Um, however, I could certainly come up with movements that are inspired by Taekwondo stick fighting, and uh, I went to work with that. And I just started playing until I come up with the concept. Um, I quickly realized that that a, a sixty minute class of throwing the bar around with strikes and blocks probably isn't the right way to go, but we could certainly do an interval where we do a combination of, of kickboxing and then intermittently pick up the bar with each round. And I came up with a class called Combat. And that was Strike's original name was Combat. And I started presenting Combat as part of the Body Bar Master Instructor Team um, throughout the conference circuit. So there you have it. Nice, nice. And then that eventually evolved into what we know now as Strike Kickboxing. Yes, ma'am. Wonderful. And where can people find strike kickboxing classes? I mean, I know where I can find it because I teach it every Wednesday morning at 845 um, at Lifetime Athletic Atlanta. Is that a format that people can take anywhere or is it exclusive to Lifetime Fitness? Yeah, it is actually a signature format that's exclusive to Lifetime. So, um, and you know, Lifetime is pretty widespread now. We're in... Um, Gosh, over 40 markets across the U.S. and Canada, over 125 locations. So um, if, you, if you can find a lifetime or a market that has lifetime in it, chances are you should be able to find a strike kickboxing class. So I have to now share with you another highlight of my career is, I guess maybe, well, if Ty is four, this would have been five years mm-hmm. ago, at okay. Empower Dallas. And you were teaching a strike workshop. You were on the schedule to teach a strike workshop. However, you just found Mm -hmm. out that you were pregnant with um, one Mr. Ty. And you asked Mm -hmm. me, you were, you were sick that day. You were just not feeling great with the, with the pregnancy. 
sickness, which mm-hmm. is common. And you asked if I would mind being on stage and you teach the workshop and teach the class, but you just weren't sure if you could get through the the movements. And I, of course, mm-hmm. agreed, but I cannot tell you how nervous I was um, just, just being there <laughs> with you really? and team teaching with you. It was, <laughs> I, I thought I was going to be sick, um, but it was so cool that <laughs> to be a part of that with you. It was, it was awesome. I'll never forget it. I'm pretty sure I clearly remember you were about as fierce as I've ever seen anyone on that stage. (laughs) I had to bring it. I I had to bring my A game. Well, it was brought in. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad. I'm glad that you remember that because I worked super hard. That was incredible. Clearly, I remember. I, oh, and, and by the way, I greatly, greatly appreciate, I was a mess. And it's so funny because I was, I think I was, um, I think I was already about four or five months pregnant. I mean, they, they say the morning sickness only lasts in the very beginning. That is not true. It is not true. So I'm very grateful. You really saved my butt that day. Oh, well, I was happy to step in and, and, uh, you were a trooper that weekend cause you, you got through it. And, uh, I don't think anybody even could tell that you weren't feeling well, but I was grateful for my little a little moment um, in the strike circuit. And that would continue. I, I had another moment a little bit later, at another Empower convention years later. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, that was, a, that was a, a wonderful moment for me. So I want to fast forward now to more recent times. And I know you now as, I guess I would, one of the things I would, uh, terms I would use for you is a peaceful warrior. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think about your yoga journey. Uh, because that's just, I know, such a huge part of your life now. Um, where mm-hmm. did your yoga journey begin? <laughs> I don't even know if I've ever told this story. Um, I was the group fitness department head of the Lifetime in Columbus, Ohio. At the time, it was the only Lifetime in Ohio. It was at the Easton Town Center. And uh, this was in 96, 97 you know, when I was like 10 and, uh, I was, was overseeing the brain. And I was taking yoga at the time. I loved taking yoga. Um, and, but I had my, my top yoga teacher who was teaching, I think it was seven or eight yoga classes a week on the schedule, which back then at a lifetime, I mean, just to even have that many yoga classes on the schedule was pretty astounding. Um, so we had a, a very healthy yoga program even back then. And uh, she decided to go open her own studio. And she gave me a good amount of notice, letting me know it was coming. And uh, I thought, oh, my goodness. And I I wasn't having any luck finding yoga teachers to replace her. So um, I decided to go get certified. And it's it's really interesting because in the same year, I went through training for yoga. And my my very first training was a weekend yoga fit um, training certification. And then I, just to be able to get the foundation going. And then I delved into my first 200 hour, um, training, but the, the, the year I did my first yoga training, I also had begun Pilates training and I went into it thinking I'm doing yoga because I have to, because I need to be able to jump in and teach, you know, I'm, I'm the manager of this program and I need to be able to jump in. Um, and I'm doing Pilates because I think that's something I'm really going to enjoy. And it really surprised me <clears throat> as I was delving into the different trainings because Pilates, although I have tremendous appreciation for it, ended up being something I wasn't terribly passionate about. And yoga 
the more time I spent learning about it, and to this day, what, however many years later, 20-plus um, years later, I am more and more passionate about it every single day. And the more I learn, the more I want to learn, and the more I realize I have to learn um, or I have to learn. And um, I just fell in love. I completely fell in love with yoga. Um, but, and then I, I started teaching it um, as, that, as that yoga teacher had gone on to open her studio. I started teaching multiple classes a week um, and have been doing so ever since. And at this point, it is, it is truly my favorite format to be able to, to guide people through. I consider it a gift every single time. And it's a huge part of my life. And I don't just mean the physical practice, but um, the last probably eight years of my life, I've spent a lot of time studying both yoga philosophy, but then other wisdom traditions as well. And, and a lot around um, positive psychology and spirituality in general. And it is, it's been a tremendous life changer for me. Yeah, it's interesting that you started your career in in high low and kickboxing. <laughs> you created the strike format. So when I look back at those old uh, kickboxing videos of you, you're you're fierce. You were fierce then. You're still fierce now, but just in a different way. You you have that oh, yeah, that that's that yoga ness <laughs> about you now. Um, yeah. And so I, I and I know that that continued to have an impact on on the rest of. Of, of your path uh, leading up until now. Mm-hmm. So uh, I want to take a little bit of a, a, a detour and uh, just start to talk about some conversations that you and I have had as you have just mentored mm-hmm. me and been such a great leader. Uh, I called you from Texas when I was making the decision to move. And this was, uh, I guess, mm-hmm. about a year and a half ago. And I told you where I would like to move. We were starting to have that conversation. Do you remember what you told me about the place where I was going to move. About Atlanta? Yes. I I do, I believe I remember sharing with you that Atlanta um, happens to be one of my favorite cities, not just in the U.S., but on the planet. And I've been, I've been incredibly blessed to be able to travel, you know, overseas, to be able to present in, you know, everywhere from Australia to Beijing to London to... Um, all over and it, it's been amazing. Um, but if you were to ask me what, where my favorite place is to present and it's solely based on the energy of the people there, I will tell you Atlanta over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what you said. And if I had any doubt, um, about moving to Atlanta, your your stamp of approval on it and the fact that it was your favorite city <laughs> as well-traveled as you are, that, that sold it. I, I was sold. Yeah. yeah. It's an amazing city. It is. If I, I, if I weren't so darn in love with Southern California right now, I might move there myself. Well, it's interesting because we might be able to trade places because Dorian wants to move to Southern California now since um, Empower the Uh-oh. Soul. Yeah. So <laughs> It's interesting. I was when Come I was on. doing my research about you, and and one of your favorite things is hiking. And I was like, oh, that's right. Oh, Atlanta is yeah. one of her favorite places, and that's one of my favorite things to do as well. And, and one of the reasons I love Atlanta so much mm-hmm. is is how beautiful it is. So okay. I want to now read to you a text that you that I sent back to you, sent to you in October of 2016. I said okay. to you, "Hello, my friend. 
As I sit in this boardroom, I'm thinking of you and want you to know that your presence is missed, but truly felt. Also, I have had an epiphany, and I'd like to talk to you about it. I haven't said anything else to anyone about this yet, not even Dorian. Might you have some time to chat later today? And your quick response was, I miss you all very much, and of course. So that text and our preceding conversation is where everything began to change for me. Um, We spoke about the shift that was happening in my life at that time in my career and how I didn't exactly know what was going to happen, but I started to feel myself being pulled in a different direction from group fitness management on the corporate level. So Mm -hmm. I asked for your advice. And the first thing you said to me was that I needed to get a spiritual practice whether that meant me going to church or praying or yoga or meditation, you said, get a spiritual practice. And that was surprising to me because I thought you were going to tell me, you know, to go back to school and get a degree and get this certification (laughs) or make this six month plan and exit strategy. Um, But that's not what you said. You said to get a spiritual practice. Tell, tell us a little bit about that. Hey. I think that sometimes we get so caught up in our heads in this go, go crazy, busy world that we live in. And we, we do, we get caught up in our six month plans. We get caught up in our goal setting. We get caught up on what am I going to achieve? What am I going to accomplish? You know, what do I want out of this world? And then all of a sudden we wake up and we're at the end of our lives and we look back thinking, wow, it just went so fast. And, um, we never really, fulfilled what we really came here to do and that's to be who we really are and to follow our hearts. And I I guess just what I've learned, you know, especially in the last decade of of delving more into spirituality myself and part of that being yoga and and part of that being great, amazing um, teachers like, um, God bless him, we miss him on the physical plane, um, Dr. Wayne Dyer, uh, Marianne. Williamson, um, Robert Holden, Carolyn Mace, uh, Esther and Jerry Hicks with Abraham. I mean, these have all been tremendous teachers and mentors for me. Um, I've really learned that the best thing that you can do to ensure your happiness, your, your peace, your contentment, and to ensure that you're moving on the, on the path um, with the least amount of resistance, the path that you, you would have yourself be on for your life, um, and not only ensure happiness for the day, but, but long-term is to create that touch point for yourself. So for me, it's, it's been daily meditation. Um, I meditate every morning and I meditate before I go to bed at night and it has made such a huge difference for me because, you know, much like that stillness that I had no choice but to kind of endure through when I was 18 after that car accident. Mm. This is now intentional stillness that I create for myself so that I can take my focus internal. And I'm a firm believer that, you know, we take through our spiritual practice, whatever that might be, you know, hiking is a a spiritual practice for me for that matter. Mm -hmm. Um, But anything that you can do that allows you to, to take your focus from, the outward, what do I have to get done, to the inward, what, what really fills me, what really, you know, lights me up, what allows my light to shine in this world. 
um, it's, it's so important. And, um, and I believe that we, we take that internal journey not to escape. I've, I've had this conversation and debate with people. They think that by, you know, by meditating or praying or, or, you know, going to those places, you're trying to escape reality. And that's not the case at all. You don't go internal. You don't take your focus internal to escape reality. You take your focus internal to tap into your own source, your own source of everything, your own source of energy, of strength, um, of who you really are, so as to create the reality that you want to live. And I just know from the depths of my being and, and with everything that I am that that is the path towards towards, you know, true, true fulfillment and being able to, to really let our light shine on this world, which is what we, which is what we kind of came here to do. I don't believe for a second that we came here to work ourselves to the bone 60, 70 hours a week Mm -hmm. and get to the end of our lives wondering what it was all for. I, I don't believe that we came here to say, oh, I have this desire and this desire and this dream that I want to make happen just to stampede it to death with our doubt of, of our worthiness and of our ability. I don't believe any of that. I believe that we came here to, um, to kind of sort through the, the various, as, as Abraham would say, the contrast that is life and determine what would really make our light shine. And I always think about that quote, you know, don't ask what the world needs, ask what makes you come alive because what the world needs is people who have come alive. Mm-hmm. And I just believe a spiritual practice is part of what helps you um, get in touch with what makes you come alive. So, Wow. As a result of that conversation you and I had and me sharing with you just this pull for, to towards something else, you then invited me to come yeah. out to be a part of the Empower the Soul, the very first Empower the Soul mm-hmm. retreat, um, which was held in November 2016 in the beautiful sunny um, Laguna Niguel at the Ritz Carlton there. And that was really yeah, a life changing experience. Shabby. I'm sorry, say it again. I said, yeah, that wasn't too shabby. That, no, <laughs> no. It, it, if anything was, uh, was beautiful, it, it absolutely was. Yeah. And, um, but I agree. It was, it was life changing. It was. Those, those three and a half short days were pretty amazing. They really were. And, and empower the soul being a yoga and personal development retreat um, Dr. Robert Holden was our, our get with the guest speaker for the entire weekend. And I, I don't think any of us left not having some kind of transformation. We all experienced some kind of shift inside. Um, and for me, that shift would be that I would, uh, a few weeks later, I didn't know at the time, a few weeks later, I would walk away from my, my full-time corporate job. But can you tell us how you were inspired to create the Empower the Soul series and that, that retreat? Okay, you know, when I, when, um, when Empower first came to be, you know, Empower was just simply a result. I, you know, I'd stepped into the, the director role for a lifetime back in 2006. And so I started traveling the country and meeting instructors all over. And the, the majority of lifetimes, especially at that time, were in the Midwest. And the majority of the big fitness conventions where you could go see the top presenters in the industry were on the East and West Coast. And so I kept meeting instructors who, um, were letting me know, you know, I just don't have the resources to go to LA or Las Vegas or New York or Miami to go to these big events. And I really feel like I'm, 
I'm lacking in my ability to grow and get my continuing education. And so Empower was born out of my desire to, to bring education to people's backyards um, with, with the best presenters still, you know, with those same presenters that you would normally have to travel to Los Angeles or New York or Miami to be able to learn from. And uh, so I, I called some favors from some friends and um, we put on our first Empower event in 2008. Thank you, Kelly Roberts, Rob Glick, and Dr. Len Kravitz. And um, it was well-received and, and it, it let me know right away that there was a need um, but even back then, when I created that first event, I knew in my heart that I wanted Empower to be different than the typical fitness event, the typical continuing education conference. I wanted it to be more holistic. I wanted it to, to recognize that physical fitness is just a part of the story, that there's mental fitness, emotional fitness, and above all else, the part that we probably ignore the most is our spiritual fitness. And, um, and the fact of the matter is, you know, real change happens not just when we start exercising and eating right. Real change happens when from the inside out we learn to love ourselves. And, you know, based on the bit of my story I told you earlier, I certainly learned that the hard way. Um, and I, I've always hoped as part of my vision to help others um, on that path and learning to love themselves. And so I always wanted Empower to be a more fulfilling experience for people. And unfortunately for several years, I fell into the trap of, you know, having this event that needed to, you know, at least break even. I never, I've never cared if Empower made a penny. It was never about it making money and, and it hasn't, you know, it hasn't been a, a revenue generator um, as, as most events are actually, I should say, as all events like Empower are, they're usually a business where people are trying to make money. Empower was never about that. Empower was about being able to provide experiences for people, for them to grow and to become um, stronger and more confident in what they do. And, um, but I fell into the trap. I fell into the trap of burning and churning these events um, where people would come and they would get their CECs because that's what instructors kept, you know, raising their hands saying, well, you know, how many CECs do I get? How many CECs do I get? And I'll never forget Rob and I having the conversation when we were first collaborating on this event saying, we don't want it to be about CECs. We want people to come because it's such a great experience, not because they just need to check the box on their CECs. Mm. And then over the years since, you know, like I said, we, we fell into that trap and um, started having it be about um, just, you know, setting up events where people come get their credits and, you know, still trying to make it a great experience, always having that at the root of it. Um, and Empower has built a tremendous community. But this past year, part of bringing Robert Holden to Empower um, was all about me getting back to the roots of Empower and getting back to what I really wanted to accomplish with, with Empower um, in the very beginning. And that was being able to, to connect with people and to make an impact on people, not just through their knowledge base, um, but on an emotional level and being able to help them um, on an emotional level. And I truly believe, you know, we as fitness professionals, especially, oh my goodness, especially group fitness instructors, where we have an opportunity to impact, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 people at a time. And, and we need to take that seriously. You know, it's not a hobby. This is an opportunity with the words that we say and the experience that we provide to be able to impact people's lives with just an hour 
of their life that they're giving us, we can make such a tremendous difference for them. And what I believe to be true is that if, if through my path and through Empower, um, I can make a difference for those instructors, they can pay that forward to their participants. And I really decided to get back to the roots of, of again, the holistic view of what Empower was always meant to be. And so at our traditional events this year, at least our two major events, Chicago and Minneapolis in 2016, we brought Robert Holden in and we um, created a whole track around personal development and positive psychology, um, happiness, and uh, in hopes of, of, you know, creating an opportunity and a pathway for traditionally focused fitness professionals to to delve into something beyond the physical. And uh, it's been really well received. And, it, and it's from that idea that I decided to create a, more of a, an intensive and a retreat. And um, I thought, you know, what, what do we want to be? I can't just call it Empower. Empower is what we call our traditional event. Um, what is it about? What, what is it about connecting with? And I'd spoken with Robert. He was willing to work with me to do this three-day event. And um, I was out, actually out hiking one day, and it came to me out of nowhere. It was, it was not out of nowhere, of course, but the universe provided it for me. Um, it was Empower the Soul. And I thought, you know what, it's, it's really about letting our soul lead the way. And, and in everything that we do, if, if we can, you know, and call it soul, call it life, call it God, call it your heart, you know, it's all semantics. You can call it whatever you want. But if you let that, kind of like what you talked about, Tina, that pull, you were feeling that pull. Mm-hmm. We all feel that pull, that intuitive knowing that we're supposed to be on this path or doing this thing or living out this dream or this desire. And, uh, and so, yeah, that's, that's kind of how that came to be. And, and I really felt like if we could bring the focus around personal development, which is what the three days was really about. Um, and then implementing the yoga, because that's such a huge part of my life. We had that daily yoga practice. Mm-hmm. Um, the daily yoga practice was about getting people to open up for the day. That's why we started with it in the morning. Um, and then having people spend that time with Robert, um, to be able to have their, their transformation uh, was really what it's all about. And, and we'll be doing it again. We'll definitely be doing it again because it was absolutely amazing. Well, good. And I definitely have people saying, where, where can I sign up to do that again next year? So we'll be looking for information yeah. about that. And it's interesting. I had not heard of Dr. Robert Holden until last year when I attended the Empower Fusion event in, in Chicago and was completely blown away. And I, I just think it is a testament to you and to Rob for your intention to bring that, that, that positive psychology and, and the, the search to go inward, bring that to the Empower mm-hmm. Convention Series. That's what came across. I, I remember that was the first fitness convention I've attended in my 11 years of, of, of attending conferences where I intentionally selected the track of of, of the, the, the soul variety. So I went to your, uh-huh. your um, lecture and I spent time with Dr. Holden and that eventually led to uh, empower the soul and, and what I, I got there and, and how I found the courage to follow my heart and follow my joy. So it, it's working. Empower is working for sure. Beautiful. And you know how I came across Robert Holden myself. How? I, I started attending events, um, it's, it's been about eight years. Um, 
I, I attended my first event in Chicago, actually. It was called Celebrate Your Life. And then I started attending the Hay House events called I Can Do It, where basically all of these um, authors would come to speak. So I got to hear, you know, like um, Ayana and um, uh, um, Carolyn Mace and Marianne Williamson. I got to hear these great teachers um, who are authors of books on everything from positive psychology to happiness to spirituality, and uh, hearing them speak was just so impactful. And I had gone to an I Can Do It event about seven years ago where I went to primarily hear Wayne Dyer, Dr. Wayne Dyer. Mm. I wanted to hear him speak, and I walked into the wrong ballroom. I walked into the ballroom where Robert Holden was speaking, and I was immediately captured with what he was saying, so I just sat down, and I ended up attending that lecture instead of the one that I had, had planned on going to. So a little, uh, little bit of kismet at work there, and um, from there I, I went to additional I Can Do It conferences, and this time we'd always seek him out so that I could continue to learn from him, and then I did a couple of his five-day certifications, and after working with him for a few years, I finally was brave enough in 2015. Um, we went to an I Can Do It in Denver, uh, myself and a couple of other team members from Lifetime, the brand manager team. Um, we went to the I Can Do It event together, and uh, I went up to Robert after one of his sessions and gave him my contact information, told him, you know, you're going to be hearing from me. It's going to be about an event in 2016. And I just wanted to put a face to a name so that when you get the email, you'll know it's from me and hopefully you'll read it. And then I sent him an email and within a couple of weeks we were on a Skype call and I was telling him about Empower and that I'd love for him to join us as a keynote. And I don't know, somehow I, I said the right thing <laughs> or, or maybe he had had some wine at the time. I don't know, but he said yes. <laughs> and and, uh, yeah, we've, we've been blessed with having him as a part of our event because he's not known in the fitness industry at all. It was, a, it, was a, um, it was a scary move to make to bring this person in that I know no one in our industry is even probably aware of because he's more known in, in the realm of, you know, positive psychology and coaching and life coaching, wellness coaching, and spirituality and such. So um, it's been fun. Well, it was meant to be, and I, I can imagine the huge risk that it was because you don't know how it's going to be received by a bunch of instructors who are used to, you know, the boot camp instructors and the kickboxing instructors. And, and we sit down in this keynote session and this guy's talking about being happy that could have gone either way, <laughs> right? you know, and slowing down <laughs> and slowing down and being still, and what? which is like the last thing group what? fitness instructors want to do is be still. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, it, it worked out, I think. <laughs> Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, you're, you're right. The Saying it's a risk is the right way to put it. Cause it's, it's not inexpensive to fly someone of his caliber in from London, England and pay for his time to be able to, to have him, um, as part of our event. And, uh, I'm really, really thrilled that people enjoyed it so much. Yeah. And enjoyed it so much that he will be the returning keynote speaker for Empower Fusion. In just a few weeks. I can't wait. So exciting. So exciting. Well, as I bring this to a close, I could talk to you, of course, forever. And I I just have loved our conversation. My my last question I have for you is, do you feel Mm -hmm. that you have been able to do it all? Or is there more that you want to do? Mm, Oh, my goodness. Oh, Tina, 
don't say we're closing it and then ask me that question. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's just go another hour. (laughs) Oh, gosh, it's so interesting. I mean... You know, we're, we're all human, and, and many would probably look at, at you know, I guess the, the path that I've taken and the things that I've done and the fact that, you know, I, I still work full-time, and, you know, I'm a mom of a, an amazing, gorgeous little boy, and they might look at me and be like, wow, you know, you're, you're just, you, you do it all, <laughs> and you stay so calm. And to that, I would say, I'm struggling. You know, we, we all struggle. It's It's hard. It's hard to... To, to get it all done, it's hard to um, to accommodate all the obligations that that are that are placed on us in our lives. But um, but I never I never lose that sense of of appreciation for what I have, what I've been able to experience, the amazing people, including yours truly, um, that I've been able to connect with on the path that I've taken, and uh, it it has been amazing. I would not change a single thing. Um, but is there more? Yes, there's more. Do I want to delve more into um, helping fitness professionals embrace the greater power that I know they have? Yes, that's probably my deepest desire right now is to um, is to find a way to help people who are out there, you know, teaching classes um, to go beyond providing physical experiences and really help them start to create emotional connections and help them start to create true transformation in people um, in a way that I know so deeply they can. And uh, so, yeah, that's, that's certainly what's ahead for me. Um, That and just continuing to, uh, to get the, the good word out on karma warriors to, to encourage people to know that we've always got a choice um, in any situation we find ourselves in. And, and in fact, the greatest power you will ever have in any situation is to, to choose to come from a place of love and just reminding people that, that really that's at the core of who we are. That's, that's what it's all about. Um, and, yeah, so those, those areas are, are still tremendous areas of growth for me that I look forward to continuing to explore. Awesome. Wonderful. Where can our listeners find more about you or where can they see you or follow you? Well, we have, um, you'll, you'll find me Kimberly Spreen Glick, um, on Facebook and on Instagram empower fitness events. Um, actually I think it's empower fitness conferences on Facebook and Instagram as well. Karma warriors is also, on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Those are my two fave social media platforms. So um, would love to, to be able to connect with anyone and everyone through those three, um, particularly for those listeners that are your, your group fitness leaders out there. Um, I'm really trying to, to make greater connections through, through Facebook and Instagram, um, through Kimberly Spring Glick. And you'll find that website as well, KimberlySpringGlick.com. If you go to the old website of KimberlySpring.com, you'll still find me. But I figured I should include the married name in there eventually. So, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I would love I would love to connect with with anyone out there who's wanting to make a difference in this world, just like me. Great, great. Well, Kimberly, as we wrap up, I, I just wanted to share with you that one of the things that I appreciate about you the most is how authentic you are. As I 
did my research and watched some of your older work out videos uh, that you started back in the day and just listening to other interviews that you've done over the years, your vision and your passion to help people has remained the same. You care about people. You care so much. And that is real and it's genuine. And for those of us who know you and work with you, that that is something that we all uh, agree about. You, you just, you haven't changed and you haven't let the business change you. You haven't let success change you. And myself, along with so many others, love that about you. So from the bottom of my heart, uh, for being my mentor and being my friend, thank you so much. Thank you very much. You just made my entire week. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you being with us here on Group Fitness Life, and I look forward to seeing you in a few weeks in Chicago. Yes, ma'am. My pleasure. Thanks again for having me. You're welcome. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Love you, sister. Love you, too. Bye-bye. Bye. What a wonderful conversation I just had with Kimberly Glick. And I know it ran long. However, we felt that it was important to not cut it short and not cut out any of the content because we believe that it's so powerful and so much of what she had to say is exactly what we need to hear, especially as group fitness professionals who often focus on the external and focus on people being healthy in their bodies. I love how Kimberly's focus and her vision is helping group fitness professionals, wellness professionals, focus on not just being healthy on the outside, but also being healthy on the inside. For more information about Empower Fitness Conventions, visit our website or go to www.empowerfitnessevents.com. And if you'd like to attend the upcoming Empower Fusion Conference in Chicago, March 2nd through 5th, or any other Empower Fitness Weekend, you can receive a $30 discount on the full main conference rate by using the discount code EMPOWERGFL at checkout. For more information about Group Fitness Life, you can visit us at www.groupfitnesslife.com.